This is Joe Burns. And Beth West. Hey, thank you for listening to the Rock School Radio Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live. Thursdays at 5 and Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School Radio Show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for school. Rock school with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. I have these big, meaty fish hook hands. <laughs> and Beth West. Everything's happening in October. Class is in. Rock School Radio Show, as we move into the month of October, the reason to live in the great state of Louisiana. October is it. I'm ready. Ready for fall. The woman sitting next to me is? Beth West. I am Joe Burns, and I want to pitch this before we get into the show. This little pitch, this little plug has nothing to do with the show today. It has to do with the show next week, but... If you live in the greater Hammond tri-state area here in Louisiana, I am going to invite you to the fanfare lecture that I'm doing. I do this once a year, and I believe this is my eighth or ninth lecture. And it's always very popular. People talk about them all the time, how great they are. Standing room only. So on October 9th at 1 p.m., in Pottle Hall on the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University. I'm doing, once again, a lecture on rock and roll as part of the Fanfare Then and Now series, which Dr. Bill Robison, who has been on this show numerous times, he has put that whole thing together. Once again, October 9th, 1 p.m., Pottle Hall, campus of Southeastern Louisiana University. We're talking about Charles Manson and his connection to the Beach Boys, The Beatles and the group Love, which was a a big 1960s classic rock group out of uh, California in the 1960s. So, Charles Manson and the connection to the Beatles and the Beach Boys, basically that's the main connection. It's going to be fascinating. I'm really excited. Well, I hope you'll come. and uh, I I will definitely be there. I hope the audience will come. October 9th, 1 p.m., Pottle Hall on the campus of Southeastern Louisiana University. It's free. Come see me live. It's my one-stop world tour, ladies and gentlemen. So, what are we talking about today on Rock School? This is odd to me because when you see a band put together and a woman is on stage, she is normally a singer. That's, yeah. yeah some, Most often a singer. Sometimes playing a, a guitar, but there are other instruments that are sort of relegated to women. Violin, flute. Yeah, if they're stringed ones. Right? Yeah. You don't and see women playing basses. Or drums very often, do you? I think the only thing that you see less of is lead guitar. That's true. There but are you're some. Right. When we're talking about mixed gender bands. There's boys, there's girls, not all female groups, obviously, because sure. 
But I think that would be, yeah, there's very few basses and drummers and even fewer lead guitars. I think if we did a show on lead guitars, it'd be about 10 minutes long. Right. But I, the thing is, I, I wanted to focus just on bassists and oh, drummers. Oh, of course. Yeah. And the reason is because I tripped over a, a blog that people were asking, why are there not more female drummers? And I want to get into that blog later mm -hmm. on. So I have here a list of female bassists and a list of female drummers, which, again, we'll get into the all-female groups, the Go-Go's, and we'll get into the Don and all that, sure. but also women who are session musicians and women who you may not immediately think of, hey, wait a minute, there that's actually a woman in an all-male band who's playing an instrument that isn't generally thought of as something oh, a woman female, would play. Oh, like with quotes around it. Yeah, you got it. Feminine. So just something that's, that's odd mm -hmm. that you don't normally see a woman playing, and I thought that would be good for an hour. Let's begin with Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth. You probably know her from that band, but also she was a producer of one of Hole's first records and also was one of the co-directors of the Breeders' Canon ball video co-produced it and co-directed it with spike jones this is sonic youth kim gordon as we start talking about female bassists and drummers for an hour in rock school Talking female bassists and drummers on Rock School today, something you just don't see a whole lot of. No, you don't. So it's... I thought we would sort of celebrate that out Let's today. do it. Yeah, right. Heck yeah. The Women of Four Strings. Have you ever heard of Carol Kay? Not Carol King, Carol Kay, K-A-Y-E. Who is this? You have heard I have her. heard her, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. A lot. She is one of the most recorded bass players in history. She was one of the bassists for Phil Spector. For Brian Wilson, she was on Richie Valens' La Bamba. Oh, she so was, she's old school. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. She was one of Simon and Garfunkel's main bassists. She was on Pet Sounds. Now, let me tell you some of the other things this woman has done. When you talk about a male-dominated field, the Wrecking Crew mm -hmm. and all these other things, Carol Kay was one of these women that just held her own through it all. She had a sound, and my guess it's because when we get into uh, the first break, I'm going to talk about what I found in this blog, why aren't there more women bass players. Uh -huh. It's a lot because of the size of their hand. A man's hand works better on the bass. Well, I mean, that's just kind of genetically true. It's exactly Some that. Some women, sure, have hands as big as men, but on the whole, most women are going to have smaller. smaller hands. So it's a different way to play. Yeah. Whereas a man can keep his hand in one place and hit all the frets. A woman moves her hand around. You're much more busy. Yeah, except for men with freakishly tiny hands. That's right. But most of them don't go into bass playing. Probably so. not. So when a woman plays, it's a different sound, a different feel. Mm -hmm. And apparently Carol Kay was able to take that and turn it into something that people wanted. Oh, well, that's cool. Now I yeah. want to go listen. Let's listen to one of our songs. Let's well, hear it. We haven't, but let me tell you some of the songs. This is all Carol Kay. California Girls, Sloop okay. John B, Help Me Rhonda. Well, yeah, we all, yeah. She played bass on all these? All of these. Really? Uh, the Letterman, Can't Get It Out of My Head, The Monkeys, I'm a Believer, Indian Reservation by Paul Revere and the Raiders, Vicky Carr, It Must Be Him. The Grassroots Midnight Confessions. Boom, dun, 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 bum, bum. Yeah. That's her. Glenn Campbell's Wichita Lineman. That real famous bass run in Ike and Tina Turner's River Deep Mountain High. Uh huh. It's all her. Awesome. Look her up. Just all kinds of stuff. And the one you might know, feeling all right, this is Joe Cocker. Listen to the bass. It's Carol Kay. 
it's it's the concept of take what is supposed to be a negative and turn, turn it, it into, into a, a positive. positive. Carol Kay, as Love we talk it. about female bassists on Rock School. Bassists. We're going to move to the drummers after the uh, halfway point in the show. Let me just list a few of yeah, them here for you. Uh, of Sammy Hagar and the Wabaritas, Mona Nadger, she plays for him. Melissa Arfdemar mm-hmm. of Hole and formerly Smashing Pumpkins. Vicky Blue, can you do it? Vicky Blue of the... Oh, hello, mommy. Hello, I was about to say the Runaways. Yeah, right, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Lori Black of the Melvins. Love the Melvins. Uh, Leslie Hardy of Hole, Maureen Herman, Babes in Toyland, Janice Marie Johnson, uh, formerly of A Taste of Honey. Remember them from Disco, A Taste of Honey? No. Oh, look them up today. Okay. You'll I love will. Them. Writing it down right now. Gail Greenwood, Belly, and formerly of L7. All players. I love Belly. And I'll tell you one more to look for because it's, it's really interesting. Pia... Miyoko, I think is how you say it. She was part of a band called Vixen. Do you remember Ooh, Vixen from the 1980s? Wait, uh, I, yeah, a little bit. Big they hair, were leather, girl, skin like tight stuff. All girl, oh, yes. metal, big exactly hair band. That. But what's interesting is she attended Berkeley College of Music and graduated with honors in I composition. That. I and love that. And she was in band. a heavy metal band. Hey, whatever pays the bills, Yeah, right? and she probably enjoyed it. So I, I don't why doubt not? it one bit. She appears on Steve Vai's album, Flexible, which was his first mm-hmm. album outside of uh, Frank Zappa and happened to play well enough that he said, I should probably marry this woman. Nice. That's Steve Vai's wife now. And she decided to, once she became pregnant, give up music, plays a little bit here and there, but for the most Mm -hmm. part, is Mommy Pia. There you are. The one I want to play, this is, when when I heard this woman won, I think it was Best New Artist at the Grammys. It was Best New Artist a few years ago. I... Because a lot of people were like, who? You right. know, they always, that reaction at the Grammys. And I think it was the Justin Bieber year, wasn't it? Oh, when Bieber I think it had might a shot have, at it. It, may yeah. have, it, was some, it was a year where somebody was, somebody that a lot of people would say, oh, please don't let it be that person. And like, this woman won. Yes. Her name is Esperanza Spaulding. Mm-hmm. And I expected that it was going to explode female bass players. Every little girl in the world was going to say, now, mommy, I want to play the bass. And maybe this is still going to happen. I just haven't seen it. So she is a a multi-instrumentalist. She's a jazz bassist and a singer. And if you can get your hands on it, and YouTube's going to probably be the only way to get your hands on it, look for the Austin City Limits 
performance of Esperanza Spalding playing because she'll pull out a stand-up bass, a Rickenbacker bass, a this bass, a that bass, or what have you, and she's accomplished on every single one of them. And when you look at her, you think, the instrument is twice the size of you. It's a tiny little thing, yeah. And unbelievable. This is Esperanza Spalding. Really, Very Small is the name of the song, right here on Rockstar. First break here on Rock School, and this is where this topic came from. I went to this blog, and it was simply titled, Why So Few Female Bass Players? And it wasn't just, as you get on a lot of blogs, some people just spouting nasty speech. It it had merit. I think it did. As a topic. There were other bass players there, and there were teachers, professors, Mm -hmm. things like that. From a teacher, it's not that there's a shortage of female bass players as much as there's a shortage of bass players, period. Everybody wants to shred, and no one wants to lay the rhythm. So that's that's number one. Okay. From a female player, I think the size of the instrument is intimidating right off, especially if the first instrument given to the player is heavy. It can overwhelm. That's one of the reasons I don't like playing bass because it is a heavy, heavy instrument. Yeah, you have to lug it around and just kind of. Well, you put it it on your back. You put it over your shoulder, and after. Oh, you know, an hour on stage, it hurts. They, there should be a study done on the posture of basses. <laughs> they just kind of fall over after a ben while. A From another female player, this is this is the thing I talked about earlier on in the show, hand size. Mm-hmm. And I won't go into her quote, but it has to do with a male player's hand will cover right. three or four frets. A female player's hand will not because of physical size. So they have to move their entire arm. It's not as comfortable or like Carol Kay, who we played earlier with Feeling All Right, they can turn that negative into a positive and get a different sound than a male yeah. player. And, and it's something Yeah, to think about. and as long as you're, maybe people would say, oh, that's sexist to say that, but we're not saying every female no, or every but, male, but in general, women's hands are smaller. It's just a fact. Well, let's go the opposite direction. I look at the, I have these big, meaty fish hook hands. <laughs> yeah. There's not a chance I'm going to play the clarinet. That's true because you things. can't like get into the tiny little can't do it bits. Can't yeah. do it. So if if you know if somebody came home and handed me a violin, I mean, come on, look at this hand. You couldn't. You'd put down like four or five different strings. Couldn't in do one it. Finger. Couldn't do it. From a female player, and this I I I'm making a point of stating this is from a female player because I don't want to offend anyone. It says here, unless you're flatter than a pancake, sooner or later, some bases you have to buy the right kind of base. It it just will make you uncomfortable. Many base manufacturers don't take into account that girls are going to get squished by certain shapes of bases. 
that is a really interesting point. That's one I would not have thought of. And so she says, also one more, and this is the last one I'll read. Bass players are generally ignored anyway, and female bass players are ignored or even shunned. Uh, Many women don't want or like that. Being ignored is not usually the reason someone gets into music or gets into a band. Quote, I have found myself saying I am the bass player, not the person dating the bass player. Whoa. So? And it's true that people kind of hate on basses a little bit. Like, oh, you're a rhythm, just you're in the background, right. blah, blah, blah. And as a woman in rock, it's still kind of hard to be taken seriously. So if and you're you then at an instrument yeah. that's not taken seriously. Yeah. Hello, KRFY, Sandpoint, Idaho. Thanks Hello, for the radio show. Radio Universidad in Salamanca, Spain. Catch us on Facebook, search Rock School Radio Show, and like us. You really like us. Back with a couple more in the way of uh, bassist, and then we'll get to the bottom of the hour and start on drummers. Back in a minute on Rock School. Okay, need one more to get us to the bottom of the hour. Let's finish up with the bass players I have here. Uh, Yoshiko Fujiyama from the 5678s. Maya Ford, Donna F. from the Donnas. Now, we're going to play the Donnas, hopefully, but we're going to play the Donnas because of the Donnas drummer, Drummer. who I think is just fantastic. Uh, Gail Dorsey, she's David Bowie's bassist. Kim Deal, Pixies. Yeah, she's one of my favorites. Gina Crosley, Veruca Salt. Gina Zernay Roberts, Cowboy Mouth. I hope I did all of that right. Really? Yeah, Tal Wilkenfield. This is the young girl that's playing with Jeff Beck. Really? Oh, wow. Oh, you have to be good dear. to be playing with Jeff Beck. She won the uh, year's most exciting new bass player in Bass Player Magazine's reading uh, reader's poll. Whew, she's good. My goodness. Uh, Mickey Steele, Bangles. Uh, Tessa Pollitt from The Slits. Jeanette Napolitano, Concrete Blonde. And Sarah Lee from the Gang of Four, B-52s, and Robert Fripp's League of Gentlemen. And the one you wanted me to play, Amy Mann, who was a founding member of Till Tuesday. And I love her solo work. I agree. Yeah, I've got a few of her albums and no real hits. A few in her native Canada, Mm -hmm. but no real hits outside of you know the one that Till Tuesday had called "Voices Carry." Did you see her on Portlandia? I I have heard of her work in Portlandia. She uh, was on one episode. Maid. Yeah, she played a maid, and it was kind of a comment on how hard it is in the music business today because she played herself as a maid, and then the couple was like, "Are you Amy Mann?" And she's like, "Times are tough." Can't really sell a lot of records, so I'm cleaning houses. The uh, song, Voices Carry, huge hit. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you remember. Oh, yeah, of course. It got turned into a song about uh, a man and a woman breaking up, Mm -hmm. but originally the song was about two women breaking up. And in the in the early eighties or mid eighties maybe. And the record company came in and said, No, 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 no. No one's going to accept that. When in reality, I'll bet people would have accepted it. I bet people probably wouldn't have even noticed. You're probably right about that. Danny Mann right here on Rock School.
All right, bottom of the hour coming out of Voices Carry here on Rock School. Let's do the voices one more time. I am Joe Burns. You I are? I am Beth West. All right, it's and seven. And our voices do carry. They we do. are loud. <laughs> well, you are. I'm oh, calm yeah. and reserved. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are the dates, September 30th into the wonderful month of October, the reason to live in the great state of Louisiana. And not only the temperature. The tourists are going away. The tourists are going away, but everything's happening in October. I know. We all we do all the fun stuff we don't tell people about in October. It's great. We get our city back. Mm -hmm. September 30th, October 6th. I believe you have Monday, Beth Westco. September 30th, 1998, Johnny Lang slash Joey Ramone and Rick Nelson all appeared on the Drew Carey Show. They were all there to try out for the lead guitar spot in Carey's band. Great. October 1, 1991, the white crystal encrusted glove that Michael Jackson donated to the Motown Museum was stolen. A $50,000 reward was put up for its return. Was it returned? I don't know. We have to look it up. October 2nd, 1994, it was announced that John Mellencamp suffered a mild heart attack. Obviously, he's okay because he's still alive. Yep. October 3rd, 2000, Mark David Chapman was denied parole by the New York Board of Parole for the killing of John Lennon on December 8th, 1980. October 4th, 1963, Eric Clapton joined the Yardbirds, replacing Anthony Topham. How about that for a piece of trivia? Who nice. did Clapton replace? Anthony Topham. Anthony Topham. Topham. Write it down. Remember it. Now you'll know forever. <laughs> There's your foot note in history. October 5th, 1975, fathers everywhere felt completely inadequate because on this date, Harry Chapin released Cats in the Cradle. And on October 6th, 1930, a live broadcast was held where people heard the New York Philharmonic from Carnegie Hall nationally for the first time over CBS radio. There you go. National radio was invented. Okay, to the female drummers. We're just going to do a quick intro. You know this woman because of her large afro and alien glasses. She is the drummer behind Lenny Kravitz. It's hard to miss her. Especially in that video. You bet. And she's married to Carlos Santana. Is she really? She is. I did not know that. Ladies and gentlemen, Cindy Blackman right here as we do female drummers on Rockstar. Female drummers we are into. We finished up with the bassists. We'll do drummers now. Did you know Karen Carpenter was the drummer for the Carpenters? I didn't know that. Yep. And wow. Although she didn't play drums very often in concert, mm-hmm. in the recordings, it They're was all Karen her? Carpenter. It really was. Uh, Kid Rock's band, Stephanie Eulenberg, I'm guessing is how it is said. And she also sings backing vocals. And when you see her play live, go ahead and grab some live Kid Rock thing where they move the camera through. A lot of MTV stuff does this. They're on stage. You'll see a picture of her child taped to one of the, 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 the cymbal stands, what have you. And it's one of those where she said, when I play, you know, that's it. Because you know, this is a business. I have to well, make money yeah, doing you, this. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think it's the, the guy from Quiet Riot, Frankie Benali, states, when you're a professional magi- musician, it, I almost said magician, but <laughs> same thing, I guess. When you're a professional musician, you're like a shark. You have to keep swimming to yeah. live. And I'm sure it's hard for her if she's on tour and she's like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? And then she has to remember, Gotta yes, I'm kid. away from him. 
to provide for him. Right. Got to buy my baby shoes, right? Mm-hmm. Sheila E., remember her? Yes, Part of Prince's yes. band went out. Uh, Samantha Maloney played with a lot of places. Uh, the Herms, Hole, Motley Crue, Eagles of Death. How about that? Um, Dementa D. Placus, I think is how it's done. She was with L7. Who else do I have on here? Gina Shock. Uh, a.k.a. Regina Shock. Uh, she was born in Baltimore, Maryland. Any idea who she was with? No. Vacation all over. Oh, the go-go's, yeah. And what was interested, you don't hear, even though women have as many, if not more, heart attacks than men, she had to have, if not a, a multiple bypass, a heart replacement. You may want to Hello Kitty this. Really? Oh, major, major heart surgery. And when we play this next thing, you may want to Hello Kitty this. Yeah, she had well, major if heart we, If anybody surgery. knows anything by about the Go-Go's besides just their music, they know that they were hard partiers. That's true. In the 80s. That's true. And the one I said earlier I wanted to play... Amy Cesari. Now, every one of the Donnas has, it's always Donna something. I think that must be a Ramones influence, huh? I would think, I would think. So, it, I know Cesari sounds like it starts with an S, but it's spelled with a C, so I'm going to guess she is Donna C. C. That's what I'm going to go with. This is the Donnas. Hey, who invited you on Rock School? out of the Donna's into the second break. Let's talk why no female drummers. But first, did you find out about the drummer yeah, for the Go-Go's? and I was completely wrong because she had open heart surgery in 1984. So she was young. Since I yeah. think she was about 27. Yeah. Must have been a genetic thing. But then she went on tour right after. Well, you know, once Good you're taken her. care of. My father had a triple bypass. And I don't know what it was like in the 60s and 70s. But the doctor gave him full permission to resume an entire life as if nothing had happened in five Five weeks. It's intense surgery, and then but afterwards, yeah, Done. you recover and yeah. you do well. And he's eighty-three. Heck yeah! So there you go. Here is yet another blog. Why no female drummers? Well, right. obviously there are female drummers. Yeah. Why no preponderance of female drummers? Mm-hmm. So. A professor wrote this, a professor of percussion. It states, at the introductory level, it's still 50-50, half men, half women. However, at the advanced level, it's male-dominated. So the question really should be, why so few drummers at the advanced level that are women? He says, I suspect the answer has to do with sexism in the music industry or sexism in our culture. You just don't expect women to be drummers. I'll buy it. So he says, from a male drummer, he says, I wish there were more female drummers as, and here's my sexist comment of the day, he wrote that, females tend to work better in an ensemble. Uh, well, well I mean, you could it's probably a backhanded do com- some, it's kind of a yeah. backhanded compliment and um, it's that you could probably actually do some science and that women are kind of that that behavior in women is reinforced. Yeah, I guess. From a female, it says here, it does not take a great deal of strength to play, more than playing a guitar, but she states the reason I have trouble is because not playing, but moving the equipment to and from. As a woman, I need a lot more machinery to move it. I can't just pick up the drums and move it like men can. Hmm. Uh, 
from a drum teacher. I have taught drums to a little over 3,000 private students in my long career. I live in a very, very liberal area, Santa Cruz, and 15 years ago, my students were running about 50, 50, 60, 40 men to women. But I have to say, sadly, in the past five years, a number of women and girl drum students has dwindled precariously. He, quote, says, it's funny, but it seems like many of the advances in feminism from the 50s, 60s, 70s have eroded in the past 10 years in the United States. So that is are. a very interesting point. And I says. think that there's some people who do, you know, real kind of work in feminism that would say that he's probably right. Maybe. We're going to take a break here, uh, say hello to a couple of affiliates. And when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, a drummer that is not very good. In fact, she's actually pretty bad. But the thing is, her signature sound is something that I can't get enough of. It's true. I love the band. She's so bad, she's good. It's That is very true. Right. She's so bad, she's good. Hello there, WBSD Burlington, Wisconsin. Who Hello, got? KSRQ and Thief River Falls, Minnesota. Back in a minute on Rock School. All right, coming out of the break, let me give you a couple more female drummers to keep an eye out for. Maureen Moe Tucker, she worked with the Velvet Underground. Janet Lee Weiss, now a part of the defunct Sleater Kinney. Now, you're uh, a fan of Sleater Kinney. Yes, Do I you am. know, is Janet Weiss her real name? I don't really know. I, I'm going to bet it isn't because Janet Weiss was the lead female protagonist in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's right. I, I would have a hard time I believing. I forgot the last name yeah. of the... Um, Janet Weiss. Janet Weiss. That would be yeah. a really cool coincidence. It really but. would, but I'm going to bet it isn't. Now... This woman was half of the White Stripes. Meg White. Meg and Martha White. Half if you say that there were two people and thus she was half, but... Less no. than, I mean, come I, on. I get it. I get it. Jack was the singer, the songwriter, and all yeah. of that. The White Stripes would not have sounded like the White Stripes if he had had a professional drummer. But well, Meg, no. God bless her, I, I swear there was something in front of her counting to four for her. I think it, so. It was just that, like, kick drum and we're like, bum, bum, plap, bum, plap, yeah. plap. And that's no, nothing beyond that. Super simplistic. It was, it was so bad. It was brilliant. I and, agree. Because God knows I love the White Stripes. It wouldn't be. It, they're one of my favorites. They mm-hmm. really are. It's one of those groups that, it, you know, if you get into your car and a, I don't know what I want to listen to. Let's just go to the White Stripes till I figure out what I want to listen to. Everybody it's, likes the White know, Stripes. You know, uh, Van Halen. Yeah, let's go with the White Stripes. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. You're choosing them over Van Halen. What's the matter with you? It's and it's one of those that it's it's like listening to Neil Young. The guitar playing is so sloppy that it's brilliant. Because you know it's his I mean? own. I yeah. know nobody else sounds like her, and it's too bad that she has called it quits. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of understand that her sound. If she then moved that sound to another band, they would just sound like the White Stripes. I don't know because you'd have to have. It, it's like an Aerosmith. You'd have to have Perry and Tyler. Yeah. You'd have to put the two of them know, together. I don't know, but that's, yeah, it's hard to kind of translate that super simplistic one, two beat. Yeah. You know? I love her to death. Ragamon! Love this song. Rockstar. Meg, look at this place. 
last break here on the Rock School Radio Show. Let me let me do something here now. I those of you who are fans of uh, of the Donnas may have been screaming at your radio a couple a back, bit, yeah. right? Because Beth pointed this out to me. Amy Cesari was not the original drummer of the Donnas. She is the current drummer of the Donnas. The one a lot of people know from the Donnas is Tori Castellano. She's the blonde girl that would always play and spin her head yeah, left, the right. Yeah, hair it, flying. Right, yeah. that's the whole thing. Tori is no longer in the Donnas. She's split because of, what, tendonitis? A shoulder injury. Right, to show you how you can, you know, yeah. really screw yourself Drumming up. is really intense. <laughs> right, and you can, you know, you can do other things playing the guitar as well, like, you know, hurt your little finger I and, know, oh sure the pink that's right uh yeah so those of you who are donna's fans that looked at the radio and went burns you're an idiot well they we, are, know. we know we know i'm an idiot but yeah. no that's not what i meant tori but. castellano is was the girl in the videos right when the donna's really hit but amy cesari is the person who's drumming right now we just wanted right. to make sure that you knew we knew that and we got all it as well people. you got calm it. down we got it uh, a couple more that we haven't denoted. Uh, Tennessee Jane Bunny Thomas, British-born drummer and actor, founding member of the indie group The Like, and the one we're going to end on, Sandy West. Sandy West. Can you do it? Sandy West, ladies and gentlemen. Sandy West. <laughs> the amazing Sandy West. The runaways. There you go. Yeah. So, And we're going to end Lots on that. I believe we have made a point of stating everybody here. No, we haven't. Uh, Kate Schellenbach who was uh, with the Beastie Boys and also drummed for Luscious Jackson. Oh, that's another one of my favorites. Yeah. What else do we have here? Did I mention? I think I mentioned everybody else. So there you go. I think I've hit everybody else. And I guarantee those who are fans of uh, smaller independent bands, that kind of thing, will come up with other female drummers, other female bassists. Bring them up on Facebook. We Uh, need to... Learn more about him. Did I also mention Michelle Ignacello, who had the hit Wild Night? She was a bassist, obviously. Oh, yeah, we forgot. Did I mention her? Nope. Okay, now I I think think I've hit everything. Yeah, we've got the whole list that you brought in. I can now go to bed tonight. (laughs) I have hit everything and and feel pretty good. So we're going to finish up with The Runaways. I think that makes sense. The Runaways generally regarded as the first all-female rock Rock band. band. So there you go. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Beth West. We'll see you next week. That uh, wraps it up. Class is dismissed. No way.